This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. Alright, so let's just get into it. We're going to talk about tonight the 2016 Oscars, also known as hashtag Oscars So White. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to uh, April Rain of Twitter for uh, coming up with that last year. And let's just start from the top. Uh, what did you think of Chris Rock's monologue? Uh, you would think I'd have like plenty of time to think about this. <laughs> no, um, right off the bat, um, I thought it was I thought it was good. It was you know he 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 went there. He he did go there, and I hadn't really like processed it. I guess. Um, I didn't have any deep thoughts about it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was, I thought it was good. He made some good points. He tried to be, you know, he didn't go there in the sense of like, he just like, I mean, threw in the dagger. (laughs) But like, he went there in a sense that like, he tried to, you know, talk about the controversy and talk about the Oscars being um, so white. And, but yet he still like made jokes and made fun of, you know, the fact that, you know, there's a room full of millionaires and, you know, they're very privileged, but not only the white actors, but also the black actors. Like he kind of went after Will and Jada a little bit. You know? Let's talk about that. Let's 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 kind of let's kind of coalesce around the most controversial uh, parts uh, okay. of the monologue. So, you know, he he, you know, kind of jumped on. Uh, Will and Jada for you know Jada for I guess proposing mm-hmm. the boycott right uh, uh, of the show. Now I've read that some people, uh, a lot of people took offense to to that to him mm-hmm. mocking her and making fun of her uh, specifically because she was like the only, well besides Will Smith, but mm-hmm. she was the only person that he kind of called out by name when he was doing the material and the monologue about you know the controversy with with. Um, uh, with the Oscars, right? You know, and some people felt like he shouldn't have done that. I mean, it was mm-hmm. kind of cheap shot. It was personal, and also it's like, hey, she's black. You know, why are you like attacking one another over this and calling her out by name? He mm-hmm. he didn't call out any of these other, you know, any other stars, but he called mm-hmm. her out, and it was kind. Of, you know, some people thought it was in poor form and it was embarrassing. What did you think about that? Mm-hmm. I guess in the moment I was thinking like, oh wow, like he really is um, not holding back um, by doing that. But then, if he didn't call her out, then it would have been like, well, we all know who you're talking about. <laughs> but see, why did he? But why did he even have to go there in the, in the first place? Uh-huh. Like, why did he even have to bring up? You know, it wasn't because he 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 brought up the fact that oh she called for a boycott. He brought up the fact she called for a boycott, and then he proceeded to make jokes at her expense. Like, did he? Do you feel as though that was fair game for him? Should he have done that? You know, that's what some people are upset about. Uh, <laughs> this is what I mean by I didn't think so deeply at any of this stuff because. He's a comedian. He's gonna make jokes. Like I don't, I don't know. Like people take way too offense to so many things. See, the thing is, it's not, and I agree with you on that. Level. I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. here, uh-huh. but it's it's in the sense that okay, but 
why did he target her? It's like, you well, know, some she, Well, but come what, on. She's the main one that, like, spoke out first well, and well, was like, I'm boycotting. I'm not going. I know, but some people feel as though it's like he could have, I mean, it's not Jada's fault. Jada's not the problem. You know, why did he make jokes at her expense? Because she talked talked about a boycott and she was going to boycott. Well, you know, some people, some black people felt let down by that. It's like, why are you bringing Jada into this and talking about her and making fun of her? Because, I mean, he, he, he had tons of material at his disposal to make fun of this whole controversy and then the studio system and Hollywood in general. But then part of it he dedicated to making fun of a black actress who's out there who made a statement about the situation. So, you mm-hmm. know, playing devil's advocate, it's like, I, I see what they're saying. Like, it seems like he didn't have to go there. It was, it was really just seem mean-spirited. Hmm. Um... I'm just kind of like... <laughs> You're like, you don't care? Well... No, I don't... It's not that I don't care. I mean, I, under, I understand what people are saying. Um, I feel like this is one of those things you would have to ask Chris. Like, why did you turn her? Right, I mean, yeah. the, the, the first thing that comes to mind, and, I, and I'm, I'm just... Again, I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, maybe because, like, yes, they were the first... She was the first one to kind of say publicly, if I'm, you know, not mistaken, that, you know, she and Will would boycott the Oscars. And, you know, she made a, a big statement about it. I mean, she videotaped something, right. put it on Facebook. It wasn't just kind of like you heard it in passing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the news or, like, media outlets reported it. Like, Jada you know, is going to, you know, boycott her and will boycott. I mean, she, she, it came from her mouth. Yeah. Then, then the next thing, hold on, hold on. The next thing I think is because, you know, it, it was kind of tied to will, um, with him not getting nominated. So pointing like both of them out in that instance, just kind of, so you're saying, okay, maybe he was trying to make a commentary on the hypocrisy of her saying that she was going to boycott, which conveniently, you know, came yeah. about when he wasn't nominated for a role that many people thought he, he could have been nominated. So he's, right. he's probably thinking, well, self-serving of her to say, yeah, we're going to boycott. Because a, a lot of people then ask, like, well, would you be sitting up here making this big of a deal if Will wasn't nominated? Or like, if he didn't do any movies this year or right. whatever, that could have even been nominated or any movies, period. You know, would she have been on this bandwagon or, you know, jumping to this, like, you know, I'm going to boycott sort of thing. So that's maybe where he was taking that. And then it just kind of flowed right into making a joke about Will and like, right. dude, you, you got $20 million yeah. like, for a crappy movie. Like, no, come, I, come I, on. I think you what you're saying. So that's where I'm, I'm maybe guessing his thought process was in, in kind of making that joke. I don't, I don't think that Chris, to me, Chris is too talented of a comedian to just like attack people for the sake of attacking people. Yeah. However, however, maybe there's a little bit of him that did kind of want to go after them because he thought, they were kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah, maybe. You know, because there are those people who started, you know, saying a lot of things after, you know, Jada said her piece about like, dude, well, if you're so upset and this and that, like, you guys, don't they have a production company? It's like, make some opportunities for black folks. Make some movies. You and, know, they, and they do have that. the opportunity. And, right. But a lot of times they don't. I mean, a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that they've worked on and they put in production, 
yeah, some stuff has been you know, involving black people, but mm-hmm. other thing, other products they've done, it's like, hey, I see that you made this movie, but it was a white director, it is a white actor, mm-hmm. that's through their production company. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know what, you guys have an opportunity to make change and, and put people of color mm-hmm. in, you know, in these positions to make these films. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I see people spraying about, I, I do think it was an, a little odd that he called her out by name, it was, and it was a tad bit mean-spirited. But on the other hand... When I think about what he said, you know, the joke he said about, you know, he's basically, you know, you're pretty much like a television actress, Jada. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're, you know, you weren't going to be invited to the Oscars. Like pretty much if, if it weren't, if she weren't married to Will Smith, who is like an Oscar nominated actor. Right. If you, she wasn't married to Will Smith, she wouldn't have been invited to the Oscars in any way. Anyway. Right. And right. he was saying like her being invited to the, you know, her boycott the Oscars is like. Chris Rock, you know, boycotting Rihanna's panties, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. neither one of them were invited. Right, right, right. <laughs> and right, right. <laughs> and it's funny because people made a big deal about that. I, I saw on Twitter, but everyone, not everyone, I don't want to be general, you know, generalized yeah. and make a blanket statement. But I mean, that's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> but when she first announced this boycott and made the the video or whatever she did a, a couple of months back. Mm. I saw so many people making that same joke. They were saying, Psh, well, you were going to be invited anyway. You know, well, right, you're, you're just right. Jada Pinkett, you know? Right, exactly. People are making that same joke as, like, if she weren't married to Will, she wouldn't be invited to no Oscars anyway, you know? Yeah. This is the woman who made, what What is she? What was, what was the one? Woo. Like, well, come on, yeah. the, the star of Woo and Demon Knight is boycotting the Oscars. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it was pretty uh, interesting that some people said, oh, you shouldn't make that joke, but then two months ago, everyone was making that same joke mm-hmm. well not everyone but well, yeah. yeah a lot of people were making that same joke but because yeah. Chris Rock said it on national television I guess maybe it was a big deal maybe it's like he's you know speaking out of turn in front of mixed company perhaps <laughs> you know <laughs> maybe it's like hey man that's something we say for black Twitter you know <laughs> you don't you don't bring that out to uh mm-hmm. you know to to the mixed audience like that so I mean yes. maybe yeah I I don't know I mean that's and that wasn't the 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 only, like, I guess, big controversial, uh, controversial, or virtual? Controversial. <laughs> controversial uh, moment of his uh, monologue, of his hosting night. Um, the other one was, I guess he made the joke about lynching. You remember oh, that joke? We said, hanging from the tree. Yeah, like, I mean. We don't have time to worry about. Like winning that awards, awards and stuff like that. that. Yeah. And people were outraged by that. And I'm just sitting up here thinking, What do people say about that? Well, they just thought it was like, first of all, it was in poor taste to equate that, you know, and just because, you know, or talk about that racism, you know, today isn't the same then. He mm-hmm. said, people are saying, well, just because, you know, people are hanging for trees doesn't mean racism isn't bad. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're minimizing the racism of today. You know, mm-hmm. people made comments like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, do you people even know Chris Rock? Like, his whole deal and what makes him a good comedian is, and a lot of good comedians, they they push you into a corner of, you know, an uncomfortable space with their jokes. And, Mm -hmm. And it's a way to, like, get you to reflect on what was just said reflect Mm -hmm. on the subject that you know he's hitting at and it was like a situation where he um you know he made you think like you know think about wow things were really bad right then and just made you confront with like things are really bad that then compared to now Mm -hmm. and and that's what he 
typically does. And he did like a a, a similarly themed joke back in the day, back in um, uh, I think it was in '96 when he did um, "Bring the Pain." Mm-hmm. He he made the joke about uh, you know saying like you know black you know black people had much worse racism back in the day than it, than today, and the fact that you know back then. You know, right now people say, "Oh, I'm a black man. I can't get a cab." He says, "Back then, black man was the cab." Right. <laughs> you know, he said a white man would just jump on his back and say, "Main Street." <laughs> right, I remember that. And it's like it's the same. It's it's along the same lines. It's like right. you know, it's pretty much saying that you know, I don't think he's minimizing really the racism of today. And this is just me, just like maybe I'm being an apologist for him, but. I think he's really, you know, black conscious and self-aware, but mm-hmm. saying that, you know, like, we still have to keep some perspective, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. things are bad today, but, you know, they can't be compared to what was, you know, how it was 50, 60 years right. ago. Right. Um, yeah, that joke, it, it I'm not going to lie, kind of made me cringe just a little bit. But because I'm black, like, I get it. <laughs> and I just think this is one of those jokes that because you're in a room full of white people, like, they're going to be like, oh, you know, because in this day and age right now, white people don't want to talk about race. They don't want to, you know, hear anything that has to do with slavery. Oh, and I anything. think if you bring up race, you're just like whining and yeah, like, get like over it. That's the whole thing. Get to over that it. point <laughs> where, I mean, gosh, do we talk about it so much that it, it comes across that way? I don't know. But like. You know, that was just kind of how that joke came across to me. Like, at first, I was just kind of, like, cringing. Maybe I cringed more so because it was the audience. Right, exactly. You know, and I think that's what like it is. Because, the, you know, the joke was told in that in that audience. If it was told at one of his shows, I don't I don't think I would have no. cringed at all. I yeah, exactly. I did still laugh. I, st- I mean, I laugh, laugh, laugh. But, you know, I was still, like, that's true, yo. That's, like... It's real. You don't want to hear it, but like that's true. Here's the other thing point I was gonna make about like just in general like comedians, you know. And this was something I, th- I think maybe Louis C.K. had talked about or brought up, which was funny that he was actually there. Um, I think it was him that brought it up, but you know, comedians kind of have like a sick mind. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, like their comedy comes from a dark place, mm-hmm. and you know. It kind of, you know, has to be, I don't know, I guess you you just have to be on that kind of level. And I feel like today in comedy, like, you know, a lot of comedians have talked about it. Like, you just, it's just a lot of things that you used to talk about, you know, maybe 20 years ago that you just can't talk about anymore because people get really offended by stuff. Right. People, it's like pc overload like people just get really really offended by things these days and so and that's you know, exactly how we talked about on our previous podcast is right. modern comedy too politically correct because you right. can't really say stuff mm-hmm. and you know i didn't mean to interrupt you but i was just thinking about this chris rock thing and i i feel like people just don't feel i feel like people just don't know what chris rock's comedy is all about i mean he hasn't had a right. stand-up special and about eight years, I think. Okay. So I don't think people really realize, you know, he pushes the envelope. I mean, mm-hmm. just because he's being asked to, to host stuff like the Oscars doesn't change the man underneath. I mean, one joke that always that sticks out to me, especially since, um, you know, it's in recent event and in, in, in the news headlines recently is uh, the O.J. Simpson trial and then him, you know, murdering his wife. And yeah, and I'm not even going to, like, put up the pretense of saying allegedly he straight killed his wife and mm-hmm. and... You know, uh, Ron Goldman and Chris Rock had a joke back in back in the day, back in whatever '96 or whatever. During right around the trial, mm-hmm. he said like, you know, he talked about how OJ, um, 
you know, OJ, you know, you know, had his wife and then, you know, she, you know, paid for a condo and he paid mm-hmm. for a car that another man was driving around. And he says, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> OJ should have killed her, but right. I understand. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and you, right. and then like to think of someone saying that today, it was like, whoa, I can't believe he said oh, that. Yeah, but 20 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago, he said it and it was funny it was and, people, and people didn't think too much of it. Right. So it's like he says things that are really controversial. Yeah. I guess people just forgot who he was. Like, do you know who I am? Know. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of young people these days that don't know his comedy, you know, outside of... I, I don't even know what they would know unless they're... They actually, like, have watched some of his specials in in the past, you know, whatever. And I feel like that that's the... That's probably the problem with a lot of comedians today, you know, that a lot of these younger millennials, they don't, they don't know... Um, how comedy was, you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago. They don't know how comedy was where people, we, t- they, we talked about race and it was, you know, it was funny. Like you could joke about it and it was funny because it was jokes and that's the whole thing. It's like, that's the whole point. Like everything is, is, you know, about trying to make people laugh, you know, what they're trying to do. They're and trying I, to make people laugh and people don't get that today. I, and I think uh, my personal view of comedians and, and whether or not they succeed in their job, first and foremost, is, is it funny? You know, and right. is, is it funny to me? You right. know, and it's like they can, you know, so-called cross a line. But the thing is, you have to be funny. Like if mm-hmm. you you have there's a there's a small margin of error when you do certain kind of jokes. You mm-hmm. know, Louis C.K. nails those kinds of jokes. Oh yeah, like He's when so we like that. the Saturday Night Live monologue when he talked about like you know this guy the guy being a pedophile. Yeah. Like not every comedian can do that <laughs> bit. Like he can do it because he can make it funny. Right. And he's like in an area like whoa, that's kind of weird. But it was it was funny. And then. Yeah. For me, with Chris Rock and his monologue, just speaking overall, mm-hmm. it's like he tried to dance that that line right. on a number of occasions and didn't quite nail it. You know, he didn't quite nail yeah. the landing that he needed to, considering the degree of difficulty. Right. So, yeah. so it sounds like if it was really uproariously funny, I think the backlash would have been uh, a little less pronounced yeah. because it was funny and people only remember like the fact that it was funny. But mm-hmm. when it's not as funny, or especially like you said with the crowd that they had there right. and everyone's like feeling really uncomfortable right they don't laugh yeah and then kind of like the audience at home since they don't hear laughter sometimes people tend to not laugh unless they hear laughter so mm-hmm. then then the joke comes across as wow that wasn't funny that would really mean spirited yeah so i think first and foremost you have to make sure it's funny and then i think his problem with the monologue was he, not every joke he did really landed and mm-hmm. then it just amplified things and made it sound worse than it actually was yeah i agree i um i lost my train of thought of what i was gonna say um but yes i overall i'll just speak overall i i thought it was good i mean i i didn't have a problem with it like i laughed a, i laughed at a lot of things that people on tv didn't laugh at and again yeah. that's because hey i'm black i get it and, you know, they feel uncomfortable because they know it's true. You yeah. know, when he started talking about, that's what I was going to say, like, when he started talking about, you know, Hollywood's a little bit racist. We all know Hollywood's a little bit racist. I mean, they, no one really giggled at that. And, but it's true. And, and people don't want to admit that Because stuff. it's not that overt racism that people think. And Which is what he was trying to explain. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, people kind of miss mm-hmm. the nuance in his, in his jokes. It's like his stuff is very nuanced. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the overt... Oh, you have to you have to drink from this waterfall. You can't right. drink from this, and you have to go through the back door. It's not overt like it was in the fifties and sixties, and I think that's uh, you know that's how it is in, mm-hmm. in society today because you know white people become uncomfortable and think think there's no racism because it's not overt.
work. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of, you know, subtle racism that's nuanced, that's systemic, that isn't, you know, apparent right. to people. And, like, Hollywood is one of those systems where that's, you know, or industries mm-hmm. where that is the case, where it's like, you know, they... You know, they find ways to exclude people of color, you mm-hmm. know, and just in slight little ways. And, it's, and, and and Hollywood comes off as very liberal, but in lots of respects, it's very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were so liberal, I mean, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be a case where only like, I don't know, I think it was like 18, what was it, 18 black performers have been nominated for like best, um, you know, for... Uh, acting uh, nominations, like in mm-hmm. the history, or it was something like that. Something, like, yeah, like yeah, I mean, eighteen people have been nominated, right. you know, and even less than one, which is kind of ridiculous considering like the Academy Awards been around for eighty eight years, right? And you understand that, and we all understand like the first, I don't know, fifteen years, twenty years, I don't know, like whenever like the Oscars started, we understand like obviously a lot of black people aren't going to be nominated right. back then. But at this point in time, you know, definitely the last 20 years, we should have seen a lot more progress, you know. Yeah. I don't think people just really recognize, like, there's a lot of little Uh subtle racism there. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I want to talk about to another, I don't know. If you remember the bit he did with the Asian kids, oh yeah, a lot of people hated that one, especially you know Asians. You know, yeah, a lot of uh, East Asians uh, did not care, and those of East Asian descent did not care for the jokes, saying that he trotted them out. You know, he made them come out and said they were like the accountants from Price Waterhouse Cooper, and then he gave them you know like little funny names, and and then he said after that. Um, after you made that joke, he says, you know, for those of you who don't like that joke, you could tweet about it on those phones that were likely made by these same kids. Right, right. And I I wasn't as offended by that joke as other folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, partially because I, I can't relate to me being black. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if someone's Asian, I'm sure, like, they're very sensitive to that. And, they, yeah. and I understand them being offended by it. Yeah. But also because I think that, and maybe I'm, I'm you know, being an apologist for him, but I'm thinking... That was the joke. Like he was, he he was trying to be new, be nuanced, 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 and then that joke where the joke is coming out to these funny names. Right. That was the setup for the joke of the you know these phones are probably made by these same like Asian kids and making fun of child labor to show the hypocrisy of like Hollywood and people in general. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm about to make this like incredibly insensitive joke about these these Asian kids right. and then you're going to get on your phones and tweet about it and talk about how offensive it was, but you're going to be using those phones that, that were probably made by right, child, child labor right, and like exactly. places like China and maybe right. some other countries in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just showing like the hypocrisy is like, you're not even thinking about the real issue here. The real issue is right. how these people are being mistreated in other parts of the world, but you're making, you know, you're yeah. going to make a big stink about the fact that I made this initial joke yeah. and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's the way I saw it. It's mm-hmm. like, that was, that was the setup for his, I mean, his, his broader finished, point. By the time he finished the joke, I mean, I was, I totally understood where he was coming from with that. And then, like, I don't, I mean, I understand people being, again, offended by it. You know, it's kind of like, here's the thing. A lot of things, a lot of times when comedians come up with jokes or when we talk in our own individual circles, if we ever talk about um, somebody of another race and we bring up something, it's always based off of the stereotype. And we, but if you're smart enough, if you're educated enough, 
and I, yeah, if you're educated enough, <laughs> you should know that stereotypes, you know, aren't, they come from a place of truth, but we know that everybody in that group doesn't fit that stereotype. If you're educated enough to know that, and we right. know that there are people out there who are not educated enough to know that, you know, unfortunately, I mean, why do we have all these, you know, misconceptions and whatnot about like black people, you know, we mm. eat chicken, we <laughs> like watermelon. We are real lazy. We want handouts from the government. We want all these things. And we know that those, there is some truth in that. But we know, as educated people, we don't all hit that stereotype. Same thing with this situation with these little Asian kids. We know, we, we should all know, not all Asians, Southeast Asians are like, what, mathematicians. Right. <laughs> we all know that. You know, we all know that, like, okay, whatever. You know, the joke he's trying to make about them, like, you know working in a sweatshop or whatever, we, we know, we know, like, as educated people. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, like, almost makes me wonder, like, who are these people getting so offended by it? Because you should know, first of all, it's a joke. He's a comedian. He's making fun. But second, like, why would, like, somebody just, like, blatantly just get up on a stage in front of millions of people and just make those kinds of you know, right. comments about... I think that, you know what I'm saying? I think it's like, part of the situation they're not giving him enough credit. Like I said before, I, I think he, he's a very sharp and and comedian and a lot of his jokes are nuanced. And I right. think that was one of those very nuanced jokes where the, the, the kids coming out on stage was the mm -hmm. setup for the... For the, the you know, the commentary on, you know, child labor and everyone's like a fake liberal because mm -hmm. they get outraged over stuff like that but not mm -hmm. over like over the real issues. And right. I think, I think mm -hmm. he was trying to set it up like that and I think a lot of people just missed it because they thought the obvious joke was oh he's just making fun of agents he made up these like funny names and it's like dude that's pretty like lowbrow I mean I, yeah yeah I, I mean Chris Rock isn't the greatest comedian in the world but I do think he's a step above that yeah no, you know totally. yeah. and the thing is I don't know if pe many people realize this is kind of related but speaking generally about the monologue like Chris Rock is a comedian who's been, you know, doing stand up for over thirty years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has lots of friends in the industry. And how these these gigs go when you're asked to like host an award show, you know, uh, comedians they'll lean on their friends, other comedians, to submit mm -hmm. jokes. So what right. they do is, so you know, he's close friends with like Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle and and you know Seinfeld. Eddie Murphy and Jerry Seinfeld and Whoopi and Adam Sandler and Mario Joyner and JB Smooth, <laughs> all these people, right? Right. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure he reached out to and Louis C.K. Yeah. Reached out to them and said, "Hey, give me some jokes." And I'm sure they fed him jokes for the show. Right. And then and also for these shows throughout the night. Him and the writers are getting new jokes as stuff develops during the course of the show. Mm -hmm. Other, you know, the people are sending new jokes and say, "Hey, go out when you go out this time, you know, say this or whatever." So it's not just okay. I'm Chris Rock. I'm coming up with this joke. It's like a lot of people are chiming in on these things, mm -hmm. and you know, I think in a situation where it's not like. I think it's like a lot of those people that I just named, if they did in fact contribute jokes to him, mm -hmm. I think a lot of them are a lot smarter than to go for the obvious. He didn't you know, make fun of these little Asian kids. Right. Like, and I, and they're I, Asian. Right. And I think those people <laughs> right. are very smart. And I think yeah. the fact that they, you know, I'm, I'm presuming that they all, you know, submitted something, mm -hmm. that they were able to come up with something that, you know, wasn't the obvious joke. Yeah. And I think people are like, might be getting a little bit. 
I don't want to say too sensitive because we can be sensitive sometimes. So I don't want to like yeah. dismiss it, but I just think um, some people may have missed the point, or maybe they did get the point and they still didn't think it was funny. I, right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I just that. I I didn't see it as offensive because to me, I I I read the joke a different way, and I, right. I read it as a as a, a different kind of commentary. Right. I mean, maybe that's what it comes down to. Is either you are smart enough to get it and you get it, and yeah, I guess you can make that decision whether you thought it was. You know, if you got it, you either thought it was funny or it wasn't, or you just didn't get it, and then you definitely didn't think it was funny. Right? If you didn't yeah. get it, you didn't think it was funny. But yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's how it goes. But yeah, I mean, one of the things that yeah, I think a lot of people just they just don't know with um, you know him um, is just. You know that I don't think he's out there just making fun of people like just right. for the sake. Well, and he did make fun of Stacey Dash, and it goes back well, to what we can talk about uh, that next. Then yeah, yeah the Stacey Dash thing. Because you said like some people are smart enough to get it and don't think it's funny, and 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 do think it's funny, or then mm-hmm. people who don't get it and definitely don't think it's funny. Yeah. I think the Stacey Dash bit fell right into that. Yeah, for that, sure. That category. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I have to admit, like I wasn't quite sure what he was where yeah, he was going with that. Yeah, something that was a little because I was thinking maybe he was because, like I said, he's very black conscious. I mean, if you read his his interviews from recently, as a year ago or a year and a half ago, when he was promoting this top five movie, he talked about race and racism in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He's a very astute observer of race, and mm-hmm. I think with the Stacey Dash thing, I think basically. He was essentially making fun of Stacey Dash and yeah. her crazy, you know, Fox News talking points views. Right. And he put her out there on stage right. to be embarrassed because he thought, he knew everyone was going to be like, what's going on? This is so weird and awkward. And she right. comes out and no one's clapping. People are like, what's going on? And then mm-hmm. she's going to feel awkward on stage. And I think he was setting her up. Like she, in fact, in that situation was the joke. And right, right. she just looked like a fool on television. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people think it was a failed bit. I think she was the bit. I think he got yeah. exactly what he wanted by like trotting her out on stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it again. <laughs> But that's 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 the only way I can really see that working is like he was really setting her up for the joke. Right. I mean, I I, I assumed it was the obvious joke that here's this woman who has you know black woman who said all these crazy things about black people um, and working for a very conservative news network and here she is going to be you know supposedly the new diversity outreach person right, right exactly so i mean i went for the obvious joke with that yeah the thing where i didn't i wasn't sure was i was like does the audience know who she is that's a good because point because obviously the only biggest thing she's been in is clueless which was what 25 years ago or something like i have no idea i'm just throwing out a number and the second biggest thing was the all falls down video well dude they <laughs> definitely don't know that but yeah i was thinking do they even know who she is? And if you don't know who she is, you just really don't get it. If you know who she is, right, and know what she's been up to, that was uh, yeah. You have no so, idea. That was pretty much like that's a, what I didn't know. That was a black Twitter joke. That was a joke for people on black Twitter right. because everyone on black Twitter knew exactly like. Yeah. Who she was, Obviously, and then they yeah. could see like, oh, <laughs> the, yeah. you know, the the new head of diversity outreach or whatever it was. Right. You know, they understood the joke. Whether or not they found it funny is another matter, but I think they knew where the joke was coming from because, right. you know, she's a big topic on Black Twitter, and we all know about all the crazy things she said. You right. know, her and like you know Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty much. Like, if you knew, if you're on black Twitter and you knew that joke, you either found it funny or didn't. Mm-hmm. But I think the vast majority of people and people who are in that, in, in the Kodak theater had 
no idea. They, they may not even watch Fox News to, to, to see that she says all this crazy stuff. Right. You know, you know, taking you know taking craps on on black people in general. Right. You know, being a, a puppet for for the network. So. I think that's where it kind of failed. But if you're on Black Twitter, you got the joke. Yeah. You may not have found it funny, but you got the joke. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it may have been one of those things that, like, you know, you at home didn't laugh about it. Even though you got it, you didn't laugh about it because the audience didn't laugh about it. They were just kind of, like, confused and kind of like, okay, she was like, happy Black History Month and, like, left. And everyone's like... Like what? Uh Yeah, that was just really yeah. So it could have failed only because with people at home, if you know, because I I was confused, but I mean I knew I knew what was going on, but I did you know it's kind of like I guess I was like was was there more to it? Like I I think that's what I was waiting for more more from it, and so that's why I was like, oh, this is awkward. Okay, this is weird because I'm like. Is she supposed to be doing something else? But yeah, I didn't even expect her to come out. Like I thought he was just making, you know, because they, they make those kinds of jokes, bef- you know, before. Like they'll say, "And so and so's here," and then, and then like, nobody, you know, yeah. yeah, the person doesn't really come out. It's just like a joke about that person. Yeah, and you know, like I didn't realize that like she was actually gonna come out when he said Stacy Dash. And I'm like, <laughs> oh wait, that's really Stacy Dash. <laughs> I wonder how he got her to come. Um, well, just like Jada Pinkett, otherwise she wouldn't be invited to the Oscars, so she's like, I'm going to the Oscars. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, mean, seriously, how does she get to... What, she just gets an invite from him, I suppose? Uh, shoot, I mean, what's her face can't even get to the Oscars? Well, I don't know, what's her name? Um, no. <laughs> Cher and Clueless. What? Mm. Alicia oh, Silverstone. Yeah. yeah, Alicia Silverstone can't even get to the Oscars. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, I'm going to get to the Oscars then. You know, she probably yes. didn't really care. And, you know, plus it all helps her and her her brand of being like, you know, a so-called <laughs> black conservative. I mean, that's what she wants. I mean, that's why she says all those crazy things is get more publicity and build up her brand. So, you know, Fox can keep paying those checks since, you know, single ladies ain't paying those checks anymore. But what I also wanted to know was, or wondered uh, like did Chris say alright I need you to stand right here <laughs> and I'm gonna call your name and right like, you know like, I'm just wondering like how did she fit into the joke like what, what was she told or was she just kept out of it completely and was just like come out when I call your name and that well, no it. I mean she had to tell her the whole thing because she read the you know she said the line so well, she had to know what the line was and what the point was. But I'm just wondering, was it explained to her in full, full, full? Like, I'm going to do this joke about oh, I was you. Like, yeah, I'm sure he and... did. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he did. Like, I mean, I don't think he Kanye'd it and, like, okay. not tell the whole story like he did with Taylor Swift. Like, oh, right. she's cool with it. She was cool with that line. Had no, yeah, no, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that was an interesting moment. Yeah. But, I mean, um, well, what else did you think about... about the Oscars. I mean, that was Chris Rock in a nutshell. Was there anything else that stood out to you or anything of interest? Because I, uh, I honestly didn't care that much because I didn't. Most of the movies nominated, I didn't see. Right. Yeah. And it's this like, year was one of those I didn't see any of the movies at all. But oh, it's like, I didn't have any interest in either. It's not like I, it's, I didn't see movies because I just didn't get around to it. Like I didn't really have an interest in seeing like pretty much any of those movies that were nominated. Only, major the only categories. one I wanted to see and still want to see is Spotlight. That's the only one I wanted to see. Um, but other than that, I didn't have an interest in seeing anything else. The only other thing I was going to bring up, and this was, this was, um, what were we talking about? I, I wanted to just say that I was happy that, um, What's-Her-Face did not win, um, Best Actress. J-Law? Uh, yes, because I'm over J-Law. Over. 
over jail. I don't think I was really for her, but she was all right. You know, she was funny, quirky. You know, she was just kind of coming on the scene like, I don't care. I'm going to say whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, you all right. But, they st- but then they it just went on. They started, you know, nominating her every year for like yeah, subpar performances. Yeah, you know? so that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm kind of like, blank because, um, yeah, I just was um, not impressed with her being nominated like every year. And she kind of... You know, I saw, you know, was it last year with American yeah. Hustle? American Hustle. Why did it seem so long ago? Um, American Hustle, yeah. I mean, I, I did see that, and um, she just wasn't, I, she got nominated for what, Best Supporting for that one, and I was yeah. just kind of like, why? Um, she got so, nominated like, I, I don't know, that four years in a row, or four, light, or four out of five years in a row. But before that was, you know, that the movie that put her on the map, uh, well, Winter's Tale, or Winter's Bone, or whatever, Winter's Tale. Oh, the bef- I, that one I missed. I yeah, what else? One when she like that. put her on the map, like that was before, the you, Games. before the Hunger Games, like right okay. before the Hunger Games. Yeah, you see, I didn't know where she came from. Yeah, <laughs> right before the Hunger Games, that was the one that put her on the map, and then okay. she was nominated for that. Then like you know, then she was nominated for a Silver, Silver Linings, Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. then American Hustle, mm-hmm. then Joy, and it's yeah. like, yo, y'all need to chill on that. Like she is not. She has not been one of the best five actresses no. each of these years. Absolutely I mean, not. That's like when Steve Nash won like back-to-back MVPs mm-hmm. in the NBA. It's like, wait, slow down. Maybe one, you can argue that he was MVP, but you can't say that he won both MVPs. <laughs> and I think it's the same thing. It's like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. you can say Jennifer Lawrence was, she was really good that one year or maybe right. that second year. But come on, all four years, like y'all just, just blindly checking the box at that point because yeah. it sounds like, it's you know, it sounds like it, she should be good. Like, oh, she should be good in this. Right. I mean, if there's if that's if there's any truth, and which I'm sure there is, to the academy just being like one kind of set of people, you know, older white people, you know, just I can see why they would just always. Not, it's almost kind of like how they nominate Meryl Streep all the time, you know, and it's like yeah, Meryl Streep is pretty effing good though. But she no, I'm saying she is really good. However, they do nominate yeah, her every times year she was as, nominated, as like, almost as if to say. We know you're good, Meryl. Yeah. We're going to nominate you. Right. Because you're always good. Well, here's something. But then it's kind of like, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, is she really good all the time? Because, you know, you I'm, don't know. These people don't know because I doubt they're watching these that, movies every, the, you know, which is that's the thing. What we can talk people about. don't realize that they're not required to watch the movies when exactly, they vote. Exactly. They are not required. They're, they don't track whether or not they watch the movies. Mm-hmm. So conceivably, you have people. You know, I don't know how many academy, voting academy members are, but you have thousands of academy members voting, and there's no requirement to establish that they even like watched a film. Mm-hmm. So if they see a name on a ballot, they see Jennifer Lawrence yeah, is up for like, joy. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence, I, well, I'm gonna vote for her because she was great in Silver Linings Playbook, rather than exactly. well, was she great in Joy? Exactly. And and that's a problem with the academy. I don't think it's entirely because it's like older folks. I think a lot of it is people don't aren't required to watch films. And, yeah. and I think it's it's 2000... I mean, it was kind of difficult, I, I could see, back in the day to force people to watch films or even keep track of it, really. Yeah. But it's 2016. Um, peop, they send out, you know, they send out screeners. They have mm-hmm. online screeners now. Like, you, we're at a point technologically where we can track whether or not these people 
voting members have watched films. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something they should start doing. They should require them mm-hmm. to watch the films before right. they can make a vote for that person in that category. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it. You can say on these screeners, it's like, you know, have you know, set it up for an online screener and they can watch it. And then until they've watched the film, it doesn't unlock the ability to vote, mm-hmm. you know, to cast a vote for that particular person. Right. You know, let's say like, you know, if you, in, in order for you to, you know, select Jennifer Lawrence on your ballot, you had to have had watched Joy and the screen attracts to see whether or not you watched or not. Right. And I know they also have screenings in like theaters, uh, you know, around the city uh, mm-hmm. at the Directors Guild, at the Actors Guild, at, you know, mm-hmm. offices in LA and in New York. They have screening rooms and they, they show films there as well. But that's another place you can also track if people come in. Right. They come in, you take their name and then check it off and make sure they actually see a movie before they can they can vote. And it, mm-hmm. I think that's a bigger, bigger um I think that's, that, that's more helpful in, in getting a more diverse group of yeah, films no, and people nominated than just because, oh, it's just old white people. It's like, well, it's not just old white people. I think it's people in general who don't watch all these movies and who mm-hmm. has the time. And that's, let's be honest, I got, they're, if they're working. You know, they're working. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they're out there making movies and doing things and they have families and things like that. They don't have time to watch like 75 films, you know, to, to see all the performances. Yeah, I mean, but if that's the case, then that's a big problem. You know what I'm saying? If you're oh, yeah, it like is. That, that's a big and, problem. And that's why that, I think they should you know, force them to, like, some sort of system that tracks whether or not they watched films and then and prevents them from voting. Other, unless they can establish that they vote, that they watched films, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you want to vote for somebody in a particular category, you have to, at very least, have established that you saw that film. Mm-hmm. You just can't cl- it, yeah. do a check mark. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I still think the, you know, the age of the members, the, the, the ma- what is it, males, like, what, 94% like older white men, right? Mm-hmm. It's like over 65 or something yeah. they've been saying. Like, that, I mean, that's still a problem, and they do need to get more, you know, ethnically diverse people um, in the actual, because isn't it a group? Uh, you know, it's not just like everybody, because like once you've like been what nominated for a film, like aren't you then you know part of the academy or whatever? Like you can vote for stuff. No, not necessarily. You you're invited to join the academy, okay, and you have to be like sponsored by like another academy member. Okay, so So that's how the actors and whatnot. Yeah, so being nominated, being nominated does help you become a member of the uh, academy, right? And definitely, if you win, if you weren't a member of the academy, right? But it's 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 really like uh. Uh, invitation process they send out invitations to like mm-hmm. a few hundred people each year saying can you join the the academy right and, and the problem is like the academy you know the awards are for this particular body of, of film people so it's not everyone in hollywood it's for people it's right. people who are within this academy so this this few thousand people are in the academy are the ones that are, are making the decision so it's pretty much like a very specific group of folks so mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to like get a feel for like you know, what are, you know, the, the, what is the best work, the best art of the year when you have, you know, a certain number of people voting. And even then, like when they're, when it comes to figuring out who's going to be nominated in the first place, like it's a smaller group of people who work within that category are the ones that are making that decision. So mm-hmm. for like film editing, it would be, uh, you know, a group of film editors that are part of the Academy, Mm -hmm. they will determine who are the five nominees. And then once it gets to the five nominees, everyone else in the Academy has an opportunity to vote as I understand it. Okay. And those, and those are the people, those, you know, that small group of people, that's, 
those are those groups because it's several obviously yeah. several categories and that's those are the people that are saying that people are saying is not diverse enough yeah and that Correct. yeah and that's okay. the problem it's right. like so you that's know that's part of it with the nomination because it's like yeah. if you don't even get nominated in the first place like it doesn't matter if they're like you know 2000 black people for example in the academy right. when only 20 black people were involved in the nomination process right. in the first place for like a particular category it's mm-hmm. like well okay I didn't even, you know, I didn't even get the chance to vote for Creed because the people who did, you know, who decided the best picture nominees, didn't even, they didn't put in Creed, Creed you know, right, right. so the people don't even get the opportunity. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of reasons for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's a simple reason. It's just too many old people or, yeah. you know, people aren't That's watching the movies. Yeah, it, a, lot, a lot of different parts. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different reasons for that. So, mm-hmm. well, what else? What else stood out to you? Are you? I mean, um, let's see. Just um, some good, some good things. Although this was a very like moving thing. Um, Lady Gaga's performance was great. Um, I really enjoyed that. I wish she had gotten the um, Oscar for it um, because I was not really feeling the Sam Smith Bond song, um, and I think a lot of people were not. Yeah, I don't know why they gave that, that to him thrilled about it um i mean that's great that he won but it, i don't know there's been way better bond songs i mean last one. time skyfall was a good song it was epic skyfall. Ooh, that was epic skyfall okay, 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 you don't have to sing sorry <laughs> golden eye golden eye was my jam with tina turner Golden Eye, yeah, I found your weakness. That was my jam. So and been... then, uh, what was it? Uh, Shadow and Act tweeted that Shirley Bassey had never won. Yeah, Shirley Bassey. I so... cannot believe Shirley that. Shirley Bassey so, so sung three, Goldfinger, three Diamonds Are Forever, uh-huh. and I can't remember what the third one is. Was Goldfinger, believe... Diamonds Are Forever, and another Bond Bond theme. And it's like, wow, I like cannot she... believe she was. Uh, didn't ever win, or was she not? Oh, live, nominated? maybe live and let die. Maybe Shirley Bassey did live and let die. No, well. that was. Paul oh no, yeah, no, no, that was Paul McCartney, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. No. It was Paul McCartney. I can't think of what the other one was. Um, so was she never nominated, or was she nominated and just never won? I don't know. I, I can't remember what he said, but um, yeah, that's either way surprising, like very surprising. But um, yeah, so that so I did enjoy Lady Gaga's performance. That was good. And then um, what else was what else was good? I felt like there was a um, what's that one thing that happened? I wasn't um, as excited as everybody for Leo to win. I didn't really care. I didn't care either. I mean, because it was kind of like I mean, I there are previous movies he's done that I wish she had won for and never did, and did, well, obviously never That's did. That's always the case with actors, though. Yeah, I mean, it's like, um, but he's just I don't know. I guess he's always like again, he's one of those people that keeps getting nominated, and but I but I do feel like he has had really good moments and and deserves the nominations that he received. For those movies, because I think I've seen every movie that he's been nominated for. Maybe, no, I didn't see Aviator, um, but I've seen I think just about every movie he's been nominated for, mm-hmm. and um, you know, had been rooting for him, sure. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was just so much hype. It was like, okay, calm down. It's like you know, uh, <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about him and the bear and the harsh conditions. Like it seemed like it was just this concerted campaign to get him the Oscar this yeah, year. Yeah, which is so. Ter- and that's a turn off like yeah I have nothing against the man like he's a good actor and he's put in some pretty good performances over the mm-hmm. years but it's like 
people like to say, you know, people were saying in the press and everything, it's like, oh, it's like a brutal shoot, and they were interviewed about it. It was Mm -hmm. tough. The conditions were terrible. It was cold, and, you know, Leo had to do this, and he had to do that. And I'm just like, you know what? You people are, like, being pretty ridiculous. This is, like, the typical, like, Hollywood, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking things are more important than they are. Because Leo wasn't the only one out there. It wasn't just like it was him and a cameraman out in like 10 degree weather in like the, you know, the Arctic areas Mm -hmm. where there's like snow and wildlife. I mean, there's an entire crew of hundreds of people. Right. There are hundreds of other people out there on the set who are out there in the same conditions that he is that don't even have like the same luxuries that he has. He has a trailer he gets to go into and and, and relax and get warm and get some nice food and watch TV. Actors show up to the set later than everyone else and usually leave before everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, the the crew that's there, they're the ones who set up the lights, the microphones, you know, getting the set Mm -hmm. ready. Those people are there before the actor even shows up. You know what I'm saying? And they're there after the actor leaves because they have to break everything down. And I just get tired of them saying, oh, he was he worked so hard. He he had a <laughs> grueling 15-hour day. That's okay. But the guy who set up the, the, the cameras, he had a 20-hour day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like you have to keep perspective here. I'm not saying he didn't work hard, but yeah. I feel as though they used that as an excuse for why he needed the Oscars right. because he was working so hard, right. you know? And isn't that kind of a slight to him as to, to say, like, all those other times he didn't work that hard? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, all those other nominations, all those other movies, he didn't work that hard. This one, he worked hard. And I'm sure he worked very hard on his other, you know, performance. So I felt like that was maybe kind of a slight to him that he didn't work hard enough. But, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, glad he got it. Glad I'm glad he got it so we don't have to hear about it Right, anymore. now it won't That's be why... like, next time he gets nominated, it won't be yeah. like, oh, is oh he going to win this he year? Gonna get it. And I kind of almost, I, I really didn't think he was going to get it because I, um, I didn't see, like I said, I didn't see any of these movies, but I thought um, every time I saw The Danish Girl with Eddie Redmayne, I, I thought he did good, and I was like, wow, I think he could really take it from... From, uh, what's his face? But he From already Leo. got it last year, so it's like... Well, shoot, they gave uh, Inaritu the director twice in a row. Why not? They probably shouldn't have for that either, but... <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, yeah, I mean, it's rare. I mean, rare, it's a right. rare. I, I understand. Mean, Tom Hanks did it for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump back-to-back, and... Hmm. Um, I yeah, I don't know who I don't know any other actors or uh, other nominees have won back to back, but it's happened before, you yeah. know. But it, it, it's, it's really rare. rare, and I didn't think that I just didn't think he would he get would it get it again. again. Yeah, but um, anyway, I'm glad that um, the Oscars are over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now, I mean, maybe with the controversy and the lower ratings, which another thing I want to talk about real quick oh. is like a lot of headlines are saying, you know, with Chris Rock as host. The ratings are down to historic lows and down 8%. And then, you know, a lot of people, some of the headlines, you know, the way they're drafted are, are you know, positioning is like, well, Chris Rock is the reason mm-hmm. that the ratings it's are low. low. And then a lot of people, you know, are, you know, talking about the Oscar so white and support that movement, mm-hmm. saying it's because black folks like didn't watch. didn't watch is the reason why. And I think, you know, the black folks not watching and the boycott or other, not just black folks, but other people not watching because of the boycott. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that had some effect on the ratings, mm-hmm. but the, I think, and it's been historically shown, the biggest reason for the lower ratings 
is is typically is because of the slate of movies that are nominated for the big awards. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, when yeah. it's when it's big crowd pleasing blockbusters are up for major awards like Best Picture, yeah, Best Director, Best Actor. Yeah. People see them. I mean, yeah. you, you look at the year the Titanic one. Titanic right. had the highest rated. Um, the the highest rated Oscars telecast I think ever fifty five million people watched wow the Oscars when, when Titanic won uh-huh. same as when um, Avatar was nominated for a uh-huh. bunch of awards people watched yeah. Avatar was like a billion dollar movie over seven hundred million movie uh, seven hundred million dollars domestically yeah. it was a highly rated uh, relatively highly rated awards show I think the same thing with uh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the, Rings the third yeah. one whichever one that was what yeah. was that one. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does matter. The point is, the big win is a big movie. And this year, the, there was no like huge movies. I mean, Revenant made some money, uh, you know, over almost two hundred million dollars, mm. and The Martian made uh, about two hundred million. But I think at, if if a movie like Star Wars had been nominated, like The Force Awakens. That movie made like a bajillion dollars. Of if course, that was yeah. up for like best picture, yeah, I think the ratings definitely would have been higher because yeah. so many people saw and people feel vested in it. Yeah, but not people didn't really feel vested because there's too many movies that had you know domestic grosses that are less than like seventy five million. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like mm-hmm. eight out of the ten or seven out of ten had like less than thirty five million. Yeah, this slate of movies was just kind of. Um... I think it was, it was a lot of certain, it was like per, very particular types of movies that certain groups of people would see, if that makes sense. <laughs> people. Very, well, there we go. But very niche. <laughs> yeah, very, I mean, there, yeah. Weren't, there weren't many movies of broad appeal. The, the movie with the most broad appeal would have been The Martian. I the mean, Martian, when, you, yeah. when you look at the movies that were nominated for Best Picture, you had Brooklyn, you had The Revenant, <laughs> you had Spotlight, you had Room. You had yeah. The Martian, um, Bridge of Spies. I can't even think of like the other ones. That's like six it's right there. Not, yeah, I can't even think of the other ones. Like they're all like movies that appeal to a certain demographic of people. Yeah. And they weren't broad hits. So mm-hmm. unless you have like broad hits enough for the major awards. Oh, and, and Mad Max as well. That was another one. Oh yeah, one. Mad Max. But that's still a niche, you know, a niche movie. You know, I mean, it was people who kind of like fans of the original Mad Max series mm-hmm. and people were into action movies. So there, there weren't any broad hits that that made people feel vested in the in the outcome wow. and make them watch. Yeah, I mean, you just saying all those. I'm like, yep, didn't want to see it, didn't want to see it, didn't want to see it. Well, you saw The Martian. Yeah, The Martian was yeah. decent, but yeah, you saw that. I mean, do you think it was worthy of Best Picture? No, no it wasn't one. that good. Yeah, I mean, it was it was inter- it was definitely entertaining. It, right. it was worth a it was worth a watch on like you know Netflix or something like that. But yeah. I don't think it was Don't's like okay to go see that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it was like, oh man, this is one of the ten best movies mm-hmm. out of the three hundred fifty movies that were released in the past year. Mm-hmm. This is what this is one of the ten best. No, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. You know, yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, I think Sicario was better than that. I mean, Sicario. Yeah, a lot was, of people were tweeting that. A lot of people were tweeting that they felt that Sicario should have been nominated. That Sicario definitely should have been nominated. Mm-hmm. I would not have been mad if Creed had been nominated. Like yeah. I mean, Creed. Uh, Creed was Beast pretty of good. Beast No Nation. Beast of No Nation, even though we didn't see it, like that got rave reviews from yeah. critics and audiences, and that was overlooked as well. So, And we know that Idris won a SAG Award for that. Yeah, won a SAG Award, but wasn't even nominated. Yeah. And then, coincidentally, you know... And the Golden Globe. Did you not? Or no? Maybe, Golden Globe, too, maybe? Yeah, no. yeah he did, because he got two this year. Mm. He got Luther in that. Yeah, right. That's right. He did get... He get Got both, but yeah. then 
with this sly win for SAG. Uh, then, oh, I don't remember. Did he win? Because he got the Golden Globe. But they're both. I'm saying they were. They were both in supporting supporting actor category, right? If they were both in a supporting actor, then you know Sly Stallone won. In any event, well, well, never mind. We yeah, in, in, in any any event, there are a lot of people that were snubbed and performances that were snubbed this year. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, any other uh, thoughts? No, I don't have any. I just hope that next year, you know, the the next year the the awards, you know, there'll be more people of color's uh, work will be recognized when it mm-hmm. comes to this time next year. Hopefully, uh, Nate Parker's Birth of a Nation will be up there. It got mm-hmm. rave reviews at mm-hmm. Sundance. It created a bidding war between uh, different studios to release it. So, I mean, we'll find out how good the movie is come come October. We'll, oh, that's when it's supposed to be. Yeah, like, they, they slated it for an October release. And I tell you, that's going to be one of those movies that, like, I'm going to, like, watch it, and then I'm going to go to work the next day, and I'm just going to be, ooh, I'm going to be mad, boy. <laughs> ooh, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be looking at those folks. Man, like, a few months ago, 12 Years a Slave was on cable, and I watched it. You know, uh, I watched some of it oh again. And I was like, man, oh, I don't know why I'm gosh. watching it, because I'm just getting madder, madder watching this, you know? <laughs> I just don't even know. I, I I just don't even know. I said after seeing Twelve Years a Slave, I did not want to see any more slave movies. But yo, this I is just, a slave movie where my know, man fights a, back. I yo. know, I know, and I and I'm interested in that. And I'm just like, oh my god, I man. Just, we can let's do like oh. let's do a Birth of a Nation like watch party. Yo, we grab some folks. We all go to the movie theater. This, it'll be a good time, man. Oh my god, that'll be so much fun. Oh, watch the people. No, I'm just like. We should go see it. You know, we should we should go to like, a, we should go to like Bethesda. We should go to like Bethesda Row or wherever <laughs> the movie theater is in Bethesda <laughs> and watch it with that audience and see how people react. <laughs> you just it'd be just a, itching for us. I'm itching to see what goes <laughs> down. That's what it'd be. I, I'm itching to see what 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 goes down oh in a movie theater in Bethesda. With uh, Birth of a Nation and the black man, escaped slave or free slave, killing all the slave masters, men, women, and children, and see how people take that in. That'd be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks, Uh, guys. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.